only one problem with this song it has this bridge that's real wordy and we need to be sure that we see that bridge okay who gives him the sign
like they're the ones that bump up. And I know we're singing the melody, but I'm not quite sure where that word always is going. Always. It comes down three times. Always. I kind of wasn't sure what was going on there, but I was singing with y'all. That sounds absolutely gorgeous. Okay, and we're just right on time. Is there anything else? Any questions? Y'all sound really, really good. Okay. Well, that, that first one, our two songs combined, and then that, this one we just did is the prayer song. And then that other one is the offering song. Okay, y'all got it? No questions? Okay, well, I guess if y'all have no questions, then we'll pray. Y'all really, 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 really sound good.
Good evening. Welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris. Go ahead and, no, don't stand up yet. I want to do announcements. So we're going to do announcements first. I didn't want you to get standing up and then we just wait here a long time, then you get antsy. So we're not going to do that. We're going to do some announcements first. First things coming up, we have on the 29th is our monthly mission pledge that is going to be due. Then we also have going on right now, we talked about it this morning, is our Youth Strawberry Fundraiser. We are excited to be doing this again every year. It's always a great time. It's a great fundraiser, and it's a great way for you to get something sweet for maybe for yourself or for somebody else, a loved one, for Valentine's Day. And so uh, make sure you find one of our students here to get your order placed because all of the proceeds are going to go towards the trips we've got coming up of church camp or NTYC this March or NAYC this July. So that gets you something good for Valentine's Day and it sends a kid to a trip. So that is something that is very good. And we're also going to go ahead and start allowing you to, if you're wanting to help contribute to this fundraiser in any way, we enjoy having people come to help wipe strawberries or help dip strawberries the day of. But also, if maybe you can't contribute your time, but you want to donate, you can get the almond bark from the stores to donate. Let's go ahead and start that kind of early now, so that way uh, we don't wait to the last minute. And the uh, generic brand or the Walmart brand or the Kroger's brand is the one to go for with the almond bark. It's cheaper and you get more for it. So get that, the white chocolate and the chocolate, and bring it to the church kitchen, and we can get it taken care of from there. But all orders for the strawberry fundraiser will be due February the 8th. And then we also have online registration for our Ladies Joy Conference. Good part. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight, so let's go ahead and give God what he is owed. Give God what he deserves. Begin to glorify and worship him. Father, I thank you so much for who you are. And who you have been for me. And God, I pray that we give you the praise you deserve. In Jesus' name.
trust in you.
bless your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Great are you, mighty God. Worthy of all the honor and all the glory that I'm possible of giving. My goodness. I'd like to welcome Sister Meyer back to leading the worship team. One night guest appearance. It's wild, right? It's crazy. It's great. Amen. Man, I love church. Church is so exciting. I love it. We have a few, we have a few prayer requests we're going to take before the Lord right here. R.L. Butler has cancer. Only has a, they've given him a certain amount of time to live. Sister Renee Flowers. Sister Shirley Henson. Bethany Roberts. Jason Smith. Manuel and Sandy Martinez. Dagan. Rose Stanfield. Amy Thompson. Ryan Williams. Lanita Leonard, Dickie Ewing, Alex Stevens, Lois Weems, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gamberry, Rex, Rex Foster, Bob Bolton, Billy Bolton, Bryce May, Brother and Sister Trinado, George and Mildred Pratt, Nelson and Missy Miller, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Loretta Edwards, Brother Sister Bristow, Brother Sister Proctor, and Don and Donna Howe. Whenever I say I love church, I'm not necessarily meaning the actual physical building, of course, because the actual physical building doesn't mean a whole lot. Back in the old, old times, used to be whenever there was a, a person that had committed a crime all they would have had to have done is actually run to the church door buildings and they could grab hold of the handle and they were no longer able to be arrested because it was considered kind of like, oh, like they're good, they're good now, you know, and that's, you know, that's neither here nor there, whether that was actually working or not, their heart was in the right spot, right? Probably not, but, um, <laughs> but I, whenever I say I love church, I don't, I don't mean the, I don't mean the building. I mean the spirit that's here. I mean the fellowship that's here. I mean the gathering, the unity that's of us binding together and recognizing, you know, we don't come to church, one, to put on a facade. I don't, I don't put on my suit because that makes me perfect or that makes me eligible to be on the platform or behind a pulpit or it makes me eligible to now be perfect but I come here because I recognize my imperfections. And that's what each and every one of us do. We don't come here to play church. There's no sense in it. Every one of us are human. And it's just common sense. As I've gotten older, I've realized that it's something that's not as common as I thought it was. But it's common sense that we're humans. And we make mistakes. I mean, we were born in sin for crying out loud, and that tells us. And even if, even if you're not Christian, you realize you're human. It's literally part of a song. I can't think of it right now, but it says, I'm only human. And so, if the world can recognize we're only human, 
then we should more than clearly say, hey, brother, hey, sister, we're not here at church to brag about our accomplishments throughout the week. We're not here to say, look at, look at my new skirt, look at my new pants that I got. I'm perfect. No, we're here to worship the creator of all. We're here to worship, I love this one, Alpha and Omega. The beginning and then the finisher. I don't know if y'all know LeBron James, but he does this dance. I'll do it for y'all. After he makes a bucket, he does this dance. He beats on his chest and he does this little number. And it's called the finisher. I love it. It's awesome. It's really cool. But God is our finisher. He makes the bucket, but he doesn't stop there. He said, I finished the game for you. You see, there was the verse of the day. It said, I'm here. And if my child seeks after me, he's got it. But if not, then he doesn't have it. So God's our finisher. He's already started the game and he's already finished it for us. And each and every one of us, this is really crazy. We're all imperfect So now we're all together and we're like-minded because we all recognize that each and every one of us have flaws. And so now we're at the place where we say, okay, now let's bind together. Let's strengthen one another. Let's get what we need to get. And now let's go have church outside of these walls. And what's so great is it's already finished. It's already written. We win in the end. No matter what trials you come against, no matter what struggles you're in, we win in the end if it's your decision. So tonight, if you have any need at all, guess what? All of us do. But if you have any need at all, and you would like to step out in faith for that need, or for one of these names, or for someone else in your life, I urge you to do it. Because it doesn't mean if you get down here that you're any lesser than anyone else in this building. It just simply means I know the God that I serve. I recognize the God that I serve is capable of answering this need. And I'm willing to get down in the front and say, God, I need a brother or I need a sister right now to get me through this. I understand with two or three are gathered together, it puts 10,000 to flight. So if you have a need or if you would like to step in for one of these needs, feel free to. And our ministers will anoint you with oil. Jesus I'm claiming victory. I'm claiming boldness. I'm claiming courage over our situations, over our problems that we're in right now. Jesus, I come to you as an imperfect vessel myself, but with a lot of faith. In Jesus' name, God, I understand you can move the mountains. You can bring me out of the valley. You can carry me out of my hell that I even might have gotten myself into. Jesus, I plead your blood and your great name over myself and this entire congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Where to? One more, I got
add something to what Sterling just said. We are human. And a lot of times we like to use that for an excuse. I'm only human. I'm only human. But you know what? Because you are only human and you have the power of God in your life, you can walk on the moon. Because you're human and God has put that intelligence in our mind, men have walked on the moon. Men have climbed Mount Everest. Men have built all of these unbelievable computers. Men have built all of our vehicles. We all have been created with an intelligence because we're only human. We are only human. So we are human, but by the power of God, we can do amazing, amazing, amazing things. If the ushers could come, we're going to take our tithes and our offering. Father, thank you for the spirit we felt in this place tonight. And I pray that you continue to move on us. Continue to soften our hearts, God, to become fertile ground for you to plant a seed of truth tonight. I pray that you bless what's given. You bless the giver. Anoint the word that is brought. And anoint us to receive it and be doers of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hopeless, I knew I was lost, and death and darkness were my only source. I needed someone to come rescue me, and mercy burned my belief. Lord, you found me.
mercy endureth forever. You may be seated. ready for the rapture tonight because it probably will happen. In a day you think not, the Son of Man cometh. It is without a question that it will be a day in which people are not ready because He said years ago, I come quickly, and man has a struggle with patience. You've got to understand that God is a timeless God, and that understanding that, that his timing is to the last person that is going to be drawn out of the world by his spirit. So he said, be ye ready, for in a time when you think not, it's going to happen. So every day, he said, touch base with heaven. Pray daily. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Be ready. For the Son of Man cometh in a day when you think not. Tonight, God has... placed in my heart some things that pardon me that I am convinced that uh, he's got his eye on Paris, Texas I am further convinced that he's got his eye on you individually and that he has angels ready as I mentioned this morning 10,000 angels approximately for every human that would usher in memory into your life of the things that you have read and believed. The key thing in reading the Bible is believing the Bible. That's why I said, receive ye me. And so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So I'm trying to encourage you tonight in prefacing the ministry of the Word that as you read the Bible or as you hear the preaching of the Word, just as if you were eating food, you will know if your spiritual anatomy receives it, your spiritual mindedness receives it because you will become as powerful as that bread that you have eaten. It's greater than any medication that a doctor can give you. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This this is... Not just some little, well, 
Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, I hope he gets me too. No, no, no. Be you ready. It's not worth one dime to go on vacation from him. Because he is the rest. Wherein you shall cause the weary to rest. And thus, when I speak in a heavenly language, the power of God's ability to come back against the pressure of flesh or the flesh or the pressure of the world, that renewal is the power of God unto salvation. So you don't want to just speak in tongues. You want to move into the spiritual arena and enter thou in. God, cleanse my hands. Cleanse my heart. I don't want to come to your presence with jealousy or envy or strife or any carnal concepts in my life. I want you to cleanse me and, and then let's have a talk. And uh, so it is that the preaching of the word is the washing of the water by the word. As long as there is a spiritual impact and a spiritual reception, that's what creates the river of living water. So don't worry about trying to memorize that. If you received it somewhere down the road, all of a sudden one day, like I, I, I used to think, man, where in the world did that thought come from? And God reminded me, 10 years ago, you was at camp meeting, and you received something from me, and I maturated it, and now you're reestablishing it in your thought patterns. And I got to think, where in the world did all this stuff come from? Well, guess what? I've been going to church a long time. <laughs> My mother and dad took us to camp. Fellowship meetings, youth rallies. Our revivals back years ago was seven nights a week. And then somebody got the idea of having Monday night as a rest night. And the Bible said, this is the rest. And so it, it's just really how amazing that the enemy has tricked us into, well, I don't need but about one service a month. And... It, and I'm going to encourage you to really reestablish a prayer life. As we see that day approaching, you want to make sure your appetite is clearly in his corner. I get my bread there. I get my spiritual renewer, renewal on my knees. And so tonight, I am going to move as quickly as I can into what I am convinced that God has given me for this night. Now, we'll go to Joshua with the first chapter, and, uh, and then we will move into some other scriptures. But uh, I, I want to read Joshua 1 because that's uh, where the real area is. And, and I had no idea what God was going to ask me of, uh, to do tonight when last week I preached on the day I fell in love with faith. And, and, and as I began to correlate some of this and began to uh, put it together, I realized God is truly building a ladder to get us out of this place. And so hang on, because he has got your number. And he loves you with an everlasting love. I wish you'd look at somebody real clear for a minute, and then after they've looked back at you, tell them, even you 
Isn't that fun? Church ought to be the most exciting thing going on in our week. Church services elevate eyes, ears, and action. So, Joshua, the first chapter, verse 5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I wish you'd turn close to somebody and say, you believe that's true? And if they look quizzically, tell them, believe it. I'm telling you, he's in the house tonight. But he's in your car waiting on you when you get there. And he's waiting in your bedroom to give you rest. He's waiting at your breakfast table to give you strength. And to renew your courage to face another day. And then he's waiting with you when other people assail you and come against you. He said, I got you. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Doesn't mean you won't feel like it's going to hurt. But if you'll be working in the spirit, you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That's what he said. He doesn't play with your soul. He doesn't play games with your mind. That's the deceiver. The one that comes quickly after a service. The one that comes quickly after your prayer meeting tomorrow morning. When you get up to get out. When you go to bed or when your family does something weird. The accuser of the brethren, they're trying to hurt you. They're trying to destroy you. But you look at them in faith and say, I love you. Because that's what he did for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Stretched out his arms and loved us. And that river has never dried up. So, obedience by faith is the issue that is going on. I want us to turn to another area real quickly, and I want to read a little bit, and then I'm going to say some things, hopefully, that will truly be meaningful to us from this area of the Word of God. So Joshua 2 and 1, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Adam two men to spy secretly. Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab. I mean, like, what kind of deal is this? I mean, why don't you send me to the king's palace? I want you to see this because this is what God revealed to me even just in the last 24 hours. He said, I want everybody to know I start with the worst sinful nature of any human. And I start revealing myself to the darkest alley 
of life. And so he said, I'm going to parade that in front of you. And so Joshua sent these people out, and it was told that they went and came into Harlot's house named Rahab, and it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring these guys that are come to thee, and which are entered into thy house, for they be come to search out all the country. God is sending angels all over the place. He also sends real people all over the place. So the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I wot not to pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after the guys on the way to Jordan and unto the forge, and as soon as which they, which they pursued after them was gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof, and she said unto the men, I know, somebody say, I know, in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he's able. Now, I'm moving all the way over in the New Testament right now. I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day because you're moving into from the Old Testament his government, his power, his ability, and now he is in you a river of living water. So, uh, and as you read this, you can sense that you have this same qualifying power. And uh, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, that's verse 9, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. And the church of the last day is going to be tested beyond measure because... They do not believe that in anybody can have this or everybody can have this. And they think because they want it, they can have it using the wisdom of man. No way. It has got to be the bread of life. It's got to be the word of God. It's got to be by the blood of the lamb. It's got to be by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's got to be by a holy lifestyle. It is like God to be a taking advantage of, but absolutely having a patient level for whosoever will. And so God has waited till this day to give you the armor that you need and you need to understand the shield of faith because it's what protects you from all of the other. The weapons of, of, of warfare is the sword of the Lord and the spirit of God. And, and, and so when you study that stuff, it is more real than you can imagine. But we have a visible picture of this all the way back in the book of Joshua. And the women, uh, or the woman took the two men, hid them. And somebody said, Thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart 
that I may never violate the will of God because the word of the Lord is the bread of life. It is the sword of the Spirit, and it is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think on my own. But when I employ the word and I allow the Spirit to control the word in my life, then I become able to leap over a troop, as I mentioned this morning, and jump over a wall because greater is he that is for you than he that is against you and greater is he that is in you than he is coming against you. Ladies and gentlemen, you ought to get up tomorrow morning and understand one thing. If God be for me, who then can be against me? I am the Lord's kid. I have named the name of Jesus. I got baptized into his bloodline. I got filled with his spiritual nature. I am in Jesus Christ a new creation. I wish some of you men had stand up and declare it. I'm not the old man I used to be. I may not be perfect yet, but praise God, I'm on my way. I'm not slowing down. I'm not giving up. I may stumble and fall, but I'll get up again because greater is he that is for me. So, verse 8, before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants into the land faint because of you. Brother Sterling, would you bring the scarlet thread? So the angels told her, you put this scarlet thread out your window and you hang it there it's not just a thread that is a symbol of the bloodline that is a symbol of the royalty of God that is a symbol of the glory of God the blood of Jesus cleanseth us but it also empowers us and there's life in the blood and that's why we baptize in the name of Jesus and we call on the name of Jesus when we're in a difficult time and we praise the name of Jesus when we're going through a strait it's not about being a church member it's about understanding one thing greater is he that is for you than he that is against you serve the Lord with gladness Obey the word of the Lord and seek the face of God and no weapon formed against you is going to send you to hell. You're going to rise in the resurrection for the trump of God's going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise first and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We've got the right to shout. We've got the right to dance. We've got got the right to live godly we've got the right to live holy I wish some of you men would get up and praise him for the ability to lead a home and lead a family and lead a city we're not backing down we're not backing up but now hang on but we are patient no no go ahead and be seated I'm sorry Okay, so her hopes are just like ours when we first got the Holy Ghost. We got the scarlet thread. We talked in tongues. 
And guess what? We're still stuck on the wall. Still up there. But we got a reminder. Okay. So think of it with me like this. She's looking out there and she sees this strange stuff happening. The children of Israel are just out yonder. Now, you got to sense both sides of what's going on. God sees it all. He sees a harlot in a pitiful situation. He understands your pitiful situation. So he sends a preacher to get you to hang a scarlet thread out the window of your spiritual life. He sends a preacher to give you a promise that your God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Turn neither to the right, turn neither to the left, but looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of every program in the Old Testament and every program in the New. He is a living God and His wisdom will never fail and His glory will never rot and His his promises will never come out invalid. I'm telling you, cash your checks on the bank of heaven and let the glory of God roll. Get in your prayer closet and pray until there's no time for us to be playing footsies with the world and trying to look for Jesus at the same time. I got a promise, and I either believe it or I don't. And you can hang it out the window and tell people, but if it's not something happening beyond your world. So guess what? Joshua's got this whole crew. Now, I want to say this before we get any further. They could only be saved by doing what they were doing out there. But she could only be saved by looking out there and sensing that there was something unusual in her world that was happening. Phenomenal. So here's what the deal is. The one in the house is going to get delivered and the ones on the outside that are serving God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength are going to get delivered. They're going to be able to go in and retrieve all the stuff. And she's going to be able to get out of her prison. When God began to reveal that to me, I mean like goosebumps jumping around on goosebumps. Because it's never a one-sided affair. We are going to be the people that often march around the wall. Some of you are going to be the people in the house on the top and you're only going to be able to have patience while you're out there and you keep reminding yourself, I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. I wish the king would hurry up and get busy. The ones on the outside looking in are saying, Josh, You know, we marched one time around the walls and nothing happened. 
So you got the crew, the workers by faith, and then you got the individual that's waiting patiently by faith, and all of them are under the same promise of the same Lord, the same God, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the righteousness of all the creation. And they march around, and the walls don't fall. She don't get out of her den. So don't you know the next morning she wants to get it really out there. Hey, I got the Holy Ghost, God. Well, just keep it hanging right out your heart and leave it on your tongue because your tongue is the rudder of your life. You want to know where you're headed? You want to know why you get off a deep end? Your tongue led you there. I got a whole message coming on that, so I'm not going to run it tonight. But I'm telling you, your tongue is the rudder of your victory or your descent. It's huge. That's why you want to guard your tongue and your heart. When you hear yourself saying defamation things about a neighbor... You are guiding yourself into what your neighbor's already having problems with. Won't be long. You'll be contaminated right with them. You say, Pastor, you're preaching hard. You and I don't have long left. This thing's about over. All you got to do is look out the window. Now, the second day, they come back around. So what is that a type of? It's a type of going to the house of God or going to your prayer chamber and stirring up the gift. He's still alive. That's why you want to pray every day to touch the hem of his garment. That's why you want to get up and pray the Lord's Prayer every day. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our bread. Give us our nourishment. Give us our future. Let us happen. And so, have you ever looked at the realization of that? Six days kept coming by. Her hope was tonight. I'm going to get delivered from everything. No, you're just going to get strength to bear one another's burden. You're going to get strength to go through whatever you got to go through. She did not get off of the wall the first day that she got her covenantal promise. She did not get off of the wall on the second day. But let me tell you, neither did the guys out there praying for them. Neither did the guys out there walking around the wall. They didn't see the walls fall. Both parties are experiencing negative reaction in the middle of a positive God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And he's never missed a step. He has never missed a moment. He is the same God. To them the promise was, if you'll keep walking around the walls, the walls are going to fall. For her it was that you keep the faith and you keep on with that red thread, red thread string hanging out the window and your hope is going to turn into a future like you never dreamed ladies and gentlemen all of a sudden we get to the seventh day how many times did they march on the seventh day 
Say it loud. Seven times. Oh, that's God's perfect number. We are living in the edge of the seventh day. But they had to march seven times around the walls that last day. That seventh day, don't you know her excitement reached the highest level? Because as prophecy is being fulfilled right now, you are seeing things happen in your life that not everybody had the chance to see back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in a generation right now that is a sixth or seventh day. I can't tell you for sure, but I think it's the seventh day already. And all of a sudden the people in the camp and the people marching around the camp are getting it together. They're coming closer. Your loved ones that went on to heaven are already there and you that are already here in the kingdom of God keep working keep faith keep the faith work the works of Christ don't give in don't give up don't quit don't fall out don't faint because salvation was coming to the one in the chamber and salvation was coming to the ones outside that were looking for the great glory of God. You say, Pastor, what kept them going? In our day, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. Walk by faith. Live by faith. You can't see it all happening, but you're right now surrounding a setting in which God is working on another group inside the camp. So what's happening? I can't imagine what it was like to be Rahab and every day look out the window and see her help and to experience her help. <clears throat> and then they disappear around the corner. And they go out yonder and build a camp, which the angels do. The angels show up. Anybody got a dance in your dance? Yeah. She says, I'm gonna kiss you tonight. And you go, Yeah. <laughs> and God said, I'm gonna bless you tonight. You get what you desire. And the Lord, when he kisses you with the wealth of his life, the wealth of his love, the wealth of his protection, the wealth of his wisdom, the wealth of his glory. My God, I'm feeling a revival breaking loose again. I'm telling you, you talk about a revival. It's right here. We're living in the day when this is all going to culminate. The prisoners are going to be free. And the people that have been loving God and living for God are going to break all the walls down finally the musicians are coming I got four more pages and I'm not going to embarrass myself I have preached to you basically what the Lord wanted me to preach to you that the enemy's business 
is to get to the people outside that are trying to get the walls to fall. And on the inside of the house of God, the people are trying to get everything they want right now. So for both of them, the secret was they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and um, they shall run and not walk. They shall never faint because greater is he that is for you than he that is against you. So don't trust in men. Don't trust in flesh. Trust the word and trust the blood and get that name of Jesus out every morning and say I will hang on to this scarlet life and I will trust in the angels that are about to break the walls down and when we're all going to be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be free could we stand and if you need me to preach more to you I got about two more hours of this so just call me and I'll try to get you in the office if we can't fit in there we'll come in here but there's so much more but I wanted to get those two points to you don't give up whether you're in the house on the wall or whether you're walking around the wall for somebody else because in a moment in a moment get ready now in a moment in the twinkling of an eye the trump of God shall sound it's going to happen did you hear it? Did you feel anything? You see what I'm talking about? In a moment. Do that one more time, Brother Ronnie. Good and loud and long. But the world's not going to hear it. Because he that hath ears, let him hear the voice of the Spirit. The trumpet is going to sound in the realm of the spirit world. And it, as it sounds, it will play the rhythm to the holy people. Come up higher. Run. In this moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that trumpet's going to sound. And the dead are coming out. And the living are going to come forth. And we are going to meet in the air to ever be with the Messiah. If that don't excite your anticipator, your faith is diminishing and not growing. Somebody ought to shout a dance. Praise Him with a loud voice. He alone is God. And if you need the Holy Ghost, come to this altar quickly. Whatever you do, don't get away from the name. Because the name of the Lord is the bloodline for both the prisoner and those that are serving the Lord on the outside. Come on, cleanse your hearts. Oh, don't you get Cleanse our hearts. Preach against doubt. I preach against fear. I pray against doubtful disputations. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get 
victory in this house. There's a victory in this city. There's a revival knocking on the door. Oh
the realization that we're going to set ourselves free and we're going to set the captives free. We are going to keep marching and dancing and praising the name of the Lord every day we live until the victory is secured. The other night, Pastor had us get in a group and pray together. I've been suffering for back pain tremendously. I can't even couldn't even sit down and have to kneel down, stand up for minutes at times. No matter how much pain medicine I could take, it just didn't take the pain away. It just kind of coated it. I'd come in and I'd sit in the pews. I'd have to go out to the back, and I don't like doing that, but I'd have to sit out the back, and I'd come back into the altar call. There was five of us that were praying over here on this north wall. As we got through praying as our group, I walked away and I got about three feet and I said, wait a minute, something's different. And the devil has tried to attack me and tell me that didn't happen. But I'm telling you, God is a healer. He healed my back. Five to seven years I have suffered with this. And I can walk better. I can do things. I was It was terrific because I was kept telling, you know, I've got a two-year-old grandbaby that I couldn't even get down the floor and play with. I'd have to lay down just to play with him. Now I could stand up and I could pick him up and I could carry him. I could play with him. Thank you, God, for healing me. Hallelujah. If anybody else has had a little happening in your life lately that set you free, why don't you say hallelujah, good morning. I'm telling you, revival is not coming. It's here. What we've got to do is open our heart, open our minds, and open our hands and receive, like he said about the Holy Ghost, receive ye me, receive ye me, receive me. And that is going to happen. The lady in the house and the people working the work of God join together in the triumphant sound of overcoming the wickedness. Sing it one more time, would you? So I throw Does anybody here needs to be baptized in the name of Jesus? The water is red. If there's anybody here that needs to be the Holy Ghost, or you need the Holy Ghost, we're ready. The Bible is here. Just one move.
cut everything as short as I can tonight because I know all of us are busy. But I want to add one more scripture. Behold the goodness and the severity of God. The severity was for the people that tried to incarcerate them or the spirit that tried to hold them hostage. The goodness of God was that both people reaped what they sowed. Sow unto yourselves righteousness and reap the harvest. Whether you're the one ministering or being ministered to, the harvest belonged to the lady in the house that was obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Those men felt like fools. After the sixth day and nothing happened, the seventh day over and over again, praying for revival, seeking the face of God for the winning moment. Seven days is going to happen. We are in the edge of the seventh day. I don't know the day nor the hour, but I know we're in the seventh day. You don't want to miss it. Whatever those around you do, love God and love your neighbor. And it's going to take the Holy Ghost and the Word to do those. The rest of it will fall in place. Because if you can't love your neighbor and misbehave, and you can't love your temple and misbehave, you can't fake any of that. But if you will obey the word of the Lord, peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable, will come as you love your neighbor and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Don't get down on yourself if you have a bad day. Just get up again. Why don't you let them sing it one more time as we rejoice in the aftermath of God's wonderful glory in this house. Thank you, singers. Thank you, worshipers. You have created an atmosphere of healing. You have created an atmosphere of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Don't you ever get down on yourself. He's up on yourself. Just confess it and keep